Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for Changes Unspun. Right, your yeah. Bowie in there. Little Bowie, little, Br- little Britishness there, British. obviously. You know, big day for a uh, sad day for Amanda, especially my partner who's British, English, uh, UK, whatever you call him, UK or uh, you know. I phone I phone texted her right away. I phoned her. I texted her yeah. right away as soon as I heard the news. She was one of the first people uh, that I thought of, honestly. But she went yeah. for the for the anniversary of the coronation, she did. right? The the, the, cor- the uh, 70th uh, celebration. Jubilee. Jubilee, yeah. and you know, it's funny because I woke up early at around five thirty, and and I saw what was going on, and I'm like, she was asleep, and I thought, uh, and I kind of wanted to wake her up, but I was like, it was really early, and as soon as I woke her up about an hour, I said, um, so yeah, I sort of wake you up with this, but doesn't look good for the yeah. queen, and she was like, Bling. she like jumps out of bed and goes to turn the TV on, and and she used to work as a as a journalist in in the UK, um, and so her take on this is always very interesting because there's a whole protocol from a journalist point of view uh, that you follow and that you get to all these, you know, it was a while ago for her, but it's still, you know, some of the process is all very strict and there are warning signs that you get uh, all the, as we learned, I think you may have seen all the monarchs have uh, nicknames that are named after bridges. And so if you get something from as a journalist that, uh, you know, London bridge is, you know, in, in falling down. You're falling down. That's a, you know, so these are, signals to the journalist generally that something's going on but uh, it wasn't until you know we saw the the flag go half mast and we saw that happening she was actually in a client meeting and that we couldn't get out of and she was like turning off her camera because she was watching uh the news at the same time trying to see it and it happened right in the middle of a client meeting so she's like oh, oh i know oh. i gotta say um Business you know first. in our un- in our unspun mantra mm-hmm you know, I, I had a moment. I'm not a really huge royal watcher per se. Yeah. Um, that said, I love the Queen, and that's not that I love the monarchy. It's that what Queen Elizabeth II has represented for my entire life as a 55 year old woman. You know, yeah. when I was just a baby, she was having a 30 pound crown put on her head, and I don't know what <laughs> you were doing at 26, but I certainly was or 25. I was not being coronated. No, the, uh, the, I was drunk at a bar in some city somewhere in the world at that point. Yeah, and it's, you know, I had two brushings with the Queen. I'm, I'm not sure. I had one brushing with uh, Princess Diana and Prince Charles at, at Expo. They walked right past me. Yeah. But I had two drive-bys with the Queen. One was uh, when I was a kid, and she came to Vancouver, and we, my parents were huge monarchists, and so they we went to watch her. Uh, I got, she must've been, I was only like, it was like 1971. So I was like seven, six or seven. And she would come, I think she must've been coming from the airport because we were on Oak street in Vancouver. Uh, and we watched her drive by and she was in a Cadillac convertible in the back. And we were like waving. I think I've got a picture of it. I should find it and of her driving by. And so that was the first time I met her. Um, and then, uh, interestingly a couple years later that car uh, my dad was looking for a car and, and he was at a dealership and it was a cadillac convertible and he couldn't afford it but he was so it was for sale and it had a the plaque 
in it saying this car was driven by you know with you know the queen in it <laughs> he's like i really want this car wow. it's a cadillac and the queen sat in it but he didn't get it and then the second time was when i was in london in 86 at christmas 86 and i was just wandering around it was rainy you know day in december in, in in london i was wandering i just kind of wandered up to buckingham palace and i'm like checking it out and i'm like you know and then the gates open i'm all by i was, I was pouring with rain i was all by myself there like there's no other tourists and i and the gates open and uh, I look, and it's a it's this car drives out, and uh, in car driving it by herself was the queen, and I'm like, no way, like I hi, I just kind of, and she waves back at me. I'm like, did anybody else? Did anybody else? Nobody else saw that. <laughs> She's just driving That's off for a little tour. Story of all time. Are you <laughs> I was like, kidding me right now? <laughs> no, it's weird. Yeah, that happened. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty, that, pretty crazy. Wow, I. Full disclosure, I had no idea that was coming. <laughs> that's an awesome story, George. You got to tell that on the radio. You got that's so cool. Oh, well, I guess you kind of did. It's a podcast radio. That's right. Podcast. Tune but, in to. So, how do you feel? How do you feel about this? This. Tra- I want to say. Yeah. Well, the loss is terrible. But 96, 96, I, I mean, I still feel though that we've lost something. Too young. I thought she'd have another ten years because her mom lived till she was one hundred and two. I thought, oh, we got right. another ten years of this. Uh, but so it's quite surprising. My son was on CTV yeah. National. He's in Ottawa getting a... I saw that. And he did a, his quote was quite good about, you know, a legacy. And it was quite good. I tweeted it out if people want to check it out at my uh, Twitter, which is George underscore. Underscore. I did it. I did it this time. You did it. Affleck. <laughs> Yours is... At George. At Jody. <laughs> We're going to talk more Man. about Twitter. Jody does. I will say you brought. I I was in a meeting before this. We're recording on Fridays now, and so I was in a meeting. Uh, and this show is called Unspun. I want to talk to you first of all. I there are, you know, the process I just talked about that Amanda used to go through as a journalist. That whole thing, the whole protocols are so strict. But the Queen, uh, from a public relations point of view, and spin, and the number of, number of times she's had to kind of almost reinvent herself or become, you know, she was distant in the 50s and 60s and 70s and then with diana they had to kind of embrace the people more and you know there's those documentaries of her laughing and gambling at a, at a horse race and they really making her more of a people person over the years and showing her driving s- herself and the corgis that exactly she owned, the corgis conscientious like conscious Canada. yeah conscious yeah. pr strategy spinning trying right. to take make the her firm, real. right yeah it's and so it worked the firm that's right but it worked uh you saw prince charles so now and i saw him before i left this morning he was doing the handshaking on the street yeah as he got as he was making his way to buckingham palace and uh and then i know he held a press conference so how did that go i didn't get a chance to see it i'll see it later i'm sure i walked in i had just done um another podcast i had to go downtown this morning to do and i walked in the door and i sat down and i turned on like literally just flipped on the the TV and it was happening, yeah. sat myself down and just took it in. So I wasn't waiting for it. I didn't have a lot of, as soon as he speaks, we'll take you there live. There was none of that. It was just like, boom. And so I was really taken in. Um, and I felt the Royal tone, the, the, the history and mm-hmm. the, the handing down of, you know, that, that role. Uh, yeah. King Charles the Third. I mean, the, the the lineage and how he spoke of his his beloved mama and how you know she's with Papa now and and really mm. spoke about her, which I thought 
the way he talked, it was clear how much he loved and loves his mother. Right. And and he 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 ensured that in all of the noise of what is happening now, as he's addressing the world, I mean, here we are, the king's speech, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt to me perfect pitch. He touched on some of the realities of of the monarchy in in 2022, reaching out to the Commonwealth, reaching out to the world, really, and under and trying to be the unifier. Um, talking about the um, the traditions uh, that his mother has always held uh, central to who she mm-hmm. is. Like, there's a lot there. I I really do encourage everyone to find a way to watch that speech in its entirety. And I was surprised, as you mentioned, uh, obviously William and Kate. The fact that uh, William is now the Prince of Wales, she the Princess mm-hmm. of Wales, um, and he also made mention of of Harry and and Meg. I wish them well overseas. You don't like them. I just think they're opportunists at the worst level. Yeah. He was, I hear, according to Amanda, my best source for all things British, he was invited to see her uh, on his, tr- his trip that his hat was on in, in, in the UK. He declined to visit her, and now she's dead. What? So, well, good job, Harry. He's too busy writing his tell-all book, which comes out very soon, about his life as a monarch. These guys, come on. You know she's got the number I one hope podcast, that's not though, right? True. <laughs> she's got the yeah, number well one that, podcast. I mean, but yeah, no, it's it's. it's I hope yeah. that's not true. That he didn't. That he said he couldn't well, go see it'd her. Be true. I mean, of course it's true. God, what a what a guy. Oh, that makes me sick to my stomach. I wear my grandmother's oh. ring. Like I cannot imagine the last interaction with my grandmother being. Yeah, I don't have time for you. No. Yeah. No, I know. Grandmother. So who cares if it's the... Anyways, are my audio levels okay? I'm looking at the thing here. It sounds okay because I'm looking at my little schmingle here. It, it looks okay. like I'm low. I got, we got a complaint on well, Twitter somebody... about my levels. So I'm not yelling. You're yelling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- here's the other thing about this, just to wrap up the old uh, yeah. uh, the queen thing here, was the response by the new prime minister of England, uh, Liz... Liz Truss. Truss, and the response by our Prime Minister, which I thought was uh, very uh, emotional, um, and and I, th- I thought it was very good. He has a lifetime of experience with her. Um, but then there was this new Prime Minister, literally the last person, almost, last, certainly the last dignitary, last person, last important person to see her alive, two day, three days ago, two days before she died. 48 hours, yep. 48 her, hours her, her speech was pathetic it was terrible it was i mean it's it could be her undoing it was so bad there was no more i mean you literally could have just said i was last and she didn't even say i I was the last person to you know i i had the opportunity i'm the last prime minister to ever see the queen you know and and when i met her blah 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 something give me something here i thought who who manages that that just makes her look so cold we already know she's a because of her history an anti-monarchist um but that was just like come on come on that was next level i don't like it but how did you see the the leaders or the prime minister here reacted i i kind of thought he was the emotion of his, it almost felt unscripted, you know, when yeah, he said, he's crying. It, it's odd to me that, mm-hmm. that it, it feels, it feels, I, I can't remember the, the the exact wording, but basically he said, I, I, can't, I find it hard to believe that my last interaction with her was my last. Like yeah. it, it, 
he hadn't really thought it through enough to other than just to say it as it is like we all need to what you should do have that be our reminder with any interaction with the people that we care about or people that are important to us what have you is that you just never know when it's the last time you're going to interact with someone and it i thought that was um I don't know. I, I guess this woman really, truly uh, has brought out the best in, in so many people because it's hard to mm-hmm. it's hard to um, to say something negative about someone who, while not perfect by any stretch, and certainly the, the people that were coming at the monarchy and the whole royal ever, like colonization, like that is a separate conversation. The person uh, is yeah. who I'm talking about right now. Like this young woman as a young person all the way mm-hmm. through to has given her entire life to be a, a uniter of, yeah. uh, to and i just I, there's something about that that going through i'll never forget where i was on september 8th let me tell you because we had a full show plan to premiere steel in vance and we were going through what's happening oh like, well, yeah of course your show. oh yeah that, you launched your show yesterday and of course i didn't even think about it. you had to re- redo your whole uh we just, intro i said dr- oh, drive that a- apple cart right to the center of this table <laughs> about it we just didn't yeah, we didn't absolutely. nothing in that show is written down so you know we just still having it's like you got to pivot and it was a, it was a pivot yeah Wow. Anyways, yeah. good show, by the way. I watched it. Uh, congratulations on the Thanks. launch of uh, Steel in Vance on Czech TV. For Thanks. those who are listening and watching, tune in every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Um, it's good. It's fun. You guys were fun. You had Jan Arden on and shoes, I saw. Some nice shoes. <laughs> Lots about the shoes. We have fun with the shoes and our clothes. I'll go and get some shoes. You could get some shoes. Local, though. Local, local. Twist and Lord Shoes are both women-owned local businesses. Long-time local businesses, which we love. Let's talk local. Let's talk local politics. Local. Let's nice go segue. Into the Very YBR well, election. Election. Yeah, Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver. Election. Yes. Well, we got some polling out this week from Mario Conseco yeah. at uh, Research Co. Uh, interesting. Uh, you know, you thir- thir- well, thirty-five percent for for the current mayor Kennedy Stewart, and thirty percent for. Uh, for Ken Sim and ABC. Uh, so really, the mayor's holding his own. Uh, but Ken Sim isn't really not, he's not skyrocketing. And Colleen Harbrick's numbers have gone down, I think, since the last one. And I saw that Mark Marison's have gone up a little bit. NPA is in the tank with John leaving, John Cooper leaving, uh, you know, and this new guy who's in all sorts of messy trouble related to all sorts of stuff he said in the past. I don't want to get into it. It's like there are, you know, four percent. I think they're at. It's, it's a debacle. It's a debacle. It's a debacle from top to bottom. So yeah. you know, it's a two-person race. There's a reason why everybody left that ship for sure. We're yeah. seeing. We're seeing that. So let's go. It's a two-person race. So basically, what point. you prophesized mm-hmm. way back when, <laughs> way over here, here yes. on Unspun Podcast, yet again, mm-hmm. you're being set up to be right. Well, it's a bit, it, you know, Kennedy Stewart hasn't even started his campaign. Like right. we're on September 9th. Silence. Ken Sims been running ads. I, cause I was on CKNW. I heard them all the time, every half hour, an ad yeah. slamming, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the mayor about this road, uh, levies, tra- tax, whatever you want to call it. 
And, uh, you know, I asked, and this is, it's an interesting challenge that I, and then you have Colleen Harbick. So you've, in the last election, I've talked about this, we had Ken Sim and Kennedy Stewart. So it's a rematch, but you had, you had, um, Shauna Sylvester as an independent who, who definitely was to the left of the spectrum, would have been perceived as more competitive to and hurtful to Kennedy Stewart than Ken Sim, but she did take votes away from Ken Sim for sure. Probably about 10,000 votes. She had 35,000 votes. So, and I've talked about this before, there's this 35,000 votes up for grabs. They're not going for Colleen Harbick, I don't think. So those votes are likely going to go, you know, and so they're, you know, where, where will they go? Where will they go? And in this anti road tax campaign, which I is in principle, actually for Vancouverites could be quite good <laughs> if you look at it as far as uh, in the environment and, and, you know, cleaning, getting cars off the roads or making people drive other kinds of cars or whatever. And, and a good, potential tax base, but also impossible to actually implement as a city. So it's, 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 it, you know, whatever, but I worry, and I tweeted this out this morning. Uh, you know, I think Ken Sim has to be careful about that one. He's definitely made it his number one issue against the current mayor and that the mayor is lying. And he's going to bring in this tax maybe, but you have to think about, and we talk about this, the mushy middle, as I call it, uh, the centrists, the, 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 uh, progressives, as I put quote marks around it, because, you know, progressives, what's a progressive? Yeah, but what's a progressive? I mean, new, you know, progressive conservative, is that, that's a thing. It was a party. Um, you know, it's, it's There's really fiscally, fiscally conservative. Yeah. Socially progressive. Left leaning people. Right. So that's right. So where that's the mushy middle. I'm worried that can't, can't, I'm worried. I, if I was giving him advice, I say, you gotta be careful with this anti road tax thing. Remember bike lanes? How NPA just branded? I mean, apparently, I hate bike lanes. Everybody, anybody with the NPA hates bike lanes, uh, and a lot of those people in the center are like, well, bike lanes are pretty good, and I kind of like bike lanes. So, what's the deal with this party that hates bike lanes? Same with this tax. Like a lot of people are going, well, I want car. The environment's pretty important to me. And are you saying yeah. if you don't support this tax, that, does that mean you don't really support the environment? That's the spin. I bet you'll see Kennedy Stewart pivoting to and saying, all right, a- ABC and Ken Sam. So you hate the environment. You don't want to save. You solve. You don't want to solve. The, you know, save the earth. You don't want to just let us all die. Uh, what are you going to do? What's the, what's your solution uh, for in- decreasing greenhouse gas emissions in Vancouver? Show us. Uh, he'll push that angle, and that will make that mushy middle, that centrist, those federal liberals in Vancouver go. Hmm, yeah, where am I going to put my vote? Those the Sean Sylvester votes. Where are they going to go? Are they going to go for Ken Ken Sim? Make himself look like a moderate. At the same time, is saying, I don't want this tax. It's, you know, for the environment. But I tell you what, I think the mushy middle, because I, I, I agree with everything you're saying, you're much more savvy to this as, um, as a former politician yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the distaste of the state of this town right now, the city, sorry, yeah. the city of Vancouver, uh, how poorly it has been managed through these last number of years cannot be undone with a slogan. <laughs> for, for the mushy, for me, the mushy middle. Yeah. And that's not to say that any of the candidates can fix it. It's so far down a broken path. But mm-hmm. frankly, like, there's much about what's broken here that can't be green and fixed, because it's right. going to take significant disruption and upheaval to fix the sewer lines to to build up the the seawalls you seen the waves crash on the seawalls we're in the summertime this isn't even a winter storm and we're we're coming apart at the seams because our infrastructure can't take the climate change like we can't just you know we'll just hold where we are and hope the climate change doesn't hurt us like we're gonna have to actually take some serious like that's the thing that bothers me as a 
fiscally conservative, conservative, progressive, mushy middle type is I want somebody who's actually speaking to where we are right now and where we have to go. Not, well, they say they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And I'm not, I'm dissatisfied with everybody. I actually, right in this moment, I never talk about how I vote publicly as somebody Mm -hmm. who gives their opinion on air. I never, people tag me as you're NPA or you're the liberal, you're the, whatever. You're all wrong. Because I'm the undecided. And George, I think this close to this municipal election, there are a lot of undecided people, but undecided and motivated to get to the, to, to get to the ballot box. So my big thing right now is know your candidate. You have (laughs) to figure out who you're voting for. I agree with that. I don't agree with the motivation. I think there's absolute demotivation. There's nobody who's happy with any of these people and they're not going to show up because they're like, meh, eh. they won't care. They don't care. And don't that's, vote. I know. I'm just saying this is a fact. This is what I believe is going to happen. Yeah. We'll see the, the okay. same or worse turnout in this election. Um, oh. And I think that, and as you saw that poll again from Mayor Conseco, what's uh. the number one issue? What's the number one issue in that in for, for this election by people that he polled? Housing. Affordability. <laughs> yeah housing and you're like oh my god we don't even it's not something we can solve here we are again almost this was ending 20 years ago guys we were gonna get rid of you know it's it's so you know and this will be what it comes down to that's what people if when they go vote they're gonna say what's what's the party that's gonna be uh, about housing well that's mark marison i guess he's the one who's saying i'm just gonna actually one city we're gonna build everything just tear everything down and rebuild everything everywhere all the time yeah but then we do get some of the abc stuff that's right. ABC is the Ken Sim party, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I get them confused. That, by the I'm way, lost. that exactly is a challenge right there. That is a challenge. Yeah, like, you can sit there and spend a million dollars, but people still, most people aren't like us. They're not paying attention. They're going, what is this ABC? Agreed. Who's ABC? They're going to show up in that booth. Who's, I remember Ken Sim, and, but ABC, yeah. what, is it? what is that? He's throwing some meat out there though with the press releases. I got one that's like, we are going to make... Responsible alcohol consumption in parks legal permanently in all parks in the city of Vancouver. Yes. Got that press release, right? Okay. Also you got you think that's that progressive was, or you think that's conservative though? What do you, who do you think supports that? The mushy middle. No. Stop policing us for doing what we're already doing. That, surprisingly. You're not surprisingly, the mushy middle and I am. So <laughs> I'm, I'm putting that out there in my Vision opinion. Vision hated on, that on, idea. But, Vision, which would be the mushy middle, their people. But I don't think I'm idea. busy. I, I wasn't vision. No, I know, but I just saying that I don't think that's a. You, I know your argument is that that's a mushy middle thing. I don't think it is actually. I think it's a. It's a also. I think that's place. something that will get people out to vote. I think that people were yeah, pissed maybe. off enough while out in COVID, sitting at a park, not allowed to go to a restaurant, picked up the takeout, tipped big for the people, yes. trying to keep it all going, yeah. met with their people responsibly yeah. outside, and had some bylaw officer roll by on a four-wheeler and take away Ugh. your three cans of Pilsner. It's I like, wanted this that to happen to me. I was walking around holding bottles of wine high, hoping that would happen to me because I wanted right. to film it. Ugh, right. so mad. Don't get me started on that. That's a, Don't oh, even get me started. Okay, really? let me get let me get you started on something else because I actually okay. thought about you. I mean, we're going to talk about John Horgan and some of the relief he handed out. But before we get to Horgan, as yes. somebody who has traveled through the Massey Tunnel for most of my life, yes. I, I moved to Tawasin when I was 10 years old and moved into the city after I graduated at, at 18. And in the in-between time, I commuted through the Massey Tunnel. And I, my very first column for the Orca that I ever wrote was about how terrifying it is to go through that tube. Uh, regularly it's awful and that that kevin falcon the the new i guess we we can drop new at this point the liberal bc liberal Mm -hmm. leader uh Mm -hmm. did a photo op 
ribbon cutting at yes. what would have been the opening of the bridge that the NDP canceled. Mm-hmm. Good, Smart. clever, good political. Oh yeah, move. Very good. I thought uh, you of know, you right he, away. Yeah, yeah, totally. Very clever. Uh, just brings out like, oh my god, what is this? What has the NDP, T, NDP done in their se- what seven years now in office? Uh, six years? What does it mean? I don't even know. Uh, 2017. What year are we in? So yeah, five, six years, five years. Anyways, it's been like except add taxes and deal with COVID, which we can argue they did a good job with that with Bonnie Henry giving her the power. Uh, you know, unless you hate what Bonnie Henry does, and I'm sure there's, we know there's lots of those out there. Um, I it, liked it. You know, Carry on. I know. I know. But beyond, and <laughs> of course, COVID created yeah. all sorts of other headaches. But yes, basically, but. we have a healthcare crisis. We have so many crises right now in this province, and all Patello I seem Bridge to be doing is paying more taxes. Yeah, Patello Bridge closes in a windstorm. Massey Tunnel's still nothing. We're just dangerous. spending money putting lipstick on uh, that pig. And it's dangerous as all get out. It's awful. It's horrible. I brought this up last time, and I want I want a journalist, you know, somebody out there to do the data on this, Justin McElroy, uh, of the decision to close, not to build that uh, bridge now, which would have opened, and the decision to take the tolls off the bridges. This has caused. I want I want the data on GHG emissions, uh, how much more greenhouse gas are, is emitted because of that decision. And I want to know how many people yeah. have died uh, or have been hurt in a significant way uh, because of the traffic that's increased on those bridges and uh, the unsafe and, and nature the, of and the traffic. And the, and the, and the, For sure. Yeah. These are two things sure. that if you care about the people you represent, shouldn't you care about lives lost uh, and our environment? Yes. Isn't that your role as a government? Yes. I would say then that the NDP are being irresponsible for, in those two categories by not building that bridge and by getting rid of tolls. And it, I don't care what you feel about tolls. Uh, they're effective in slowing down traffic and in l- reducing traffic and keeping control yep. of traffic. So, and if you have people not speeding and people not, uh, you know, uh, and people driving less, the math is simple. Anyways, I thought that was a good. Justin tr- McElroy tr- can do some charts for yes. us. Chart. He doesn't work for us. He works for CBC, but he's a great yeah. follow. I, I enjoy that. Let's talk about um, the relief that has been proposed by the uh, by the premier. Um, the uh-huh. announcement made this week. I'm spinning what, my no? chair right now. Well, okay. relief, whatever. I talk about the rent controls, or you want to talk about the other one? I don't, the only one I care about is is this rent control that they've now made permanent. They say it's for a year. Come on, it's, we're stuck with this rent control until they're gone. And rent controls. I lived in Sweden. Let me give you a little idea of what it's like when you have long term rent controls in Sweden, where I lived for over a year. We couldn't find an apartment to live in. But, oh, there certainly were a lot of apartments to rent. I mean, sub-rent. I mean, sub-sub-rent. You had to sublet these apartments from people you maybe knew that was all in the black market that were renting for twice the market value, three times the market value, under the under the table, completely hidden. Sometimes the landlords didn't even know that the place was right. being sublet. And sometimes that subletter would sublet as well. So right. the landlords were getting to, had no idea sometimes who was living in their apartments because people were totally scamming it because... Rent controls and 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 they frankly didn't care because they couldn't upkeep their buildings because they couldn't make any money, and so you have this. It's, this is what happens: you you discourage the the taking care of buildings, development. Yeah. and you yeah. discourage the development of buildings. It's it's yeah. a stupid stupid thing to do. 
I'll say the upside of, of what I do know about what, what is being put on the table by the provincial government is the child tax credit increase for families that need it. You know, mm-hmm. I got my $111 check from ICBC. I didn't need it. I don't, I don't, I'm luckily, thankfully, mm-hmm. I have enough, I have enough yeah. food in the fridge. I have enough gas in my car, but there are people who don't. And there's a way to help people who don't. There's a way to make life easier for people under a certain income. Let's just, mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's the way I think. I'm happy to give more. And I know you and I have talked about this before. Barry, 100%. if I make enough to have more, take more of mine to give to them so that uh, they can be me. If right? you like, wanted, let's, 100%, ugh. Jody, 100%. If you wanted, if government left, right, I don't care. If you want to tie something to the rate of inflation, Tie things like foster care, families, fees, social welfare, parent checks that come in, family, that yep. stuff, yep. daycare. automatically costs. into your bank account. You don't have to juggle knives tie, to get it. It just goes you there. you got to tie that stuff there. to the rate of inflation. You have to. Any government's funding, there needs to be a projection of what the rate of inflation might be. And it's fairly easy for you know economic, ec- economists to figure this stuff out, roughly, yeah. what the rate of inflation will come and go. Uh, yeah. And it's bad right now. But if you don't tie it to the rate of inflation for people who are on fixed incomes, senior citizens, these are this is a real problem. And, people, and you look at the welfare, $350 yeah. Yeah. a month or something, and, and, and it's like ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, so if you don't stop jump, with the rental thing, one, focus on the money that you're giving out, the, as opposed to good punishing the private sector. Correct. Boom. Now, one more thing before we have to wrap up, because we do this yes. the fastest 30 minutes in BC Poly uh, talk. Omicron vaccine rollout. It's happening. It's coming. Fourth doses for most British Columbians, because people, the uptake, I should say, most have had two, Right. Mm -hmm. 89% of British Columbians have had two doses, and then it kind of trickles down a little bit on the third dose, but people are kind of getting up to speed on that. I've had four. You've had four? Three. But I had COVID in June, so I talked to Jason Tetro on CKNW, and I asked him, he said, no, you wait six months after you get COVID or after your last shot. Six months. So I would be December for me. So you're December, which is perfect, because that's probably when your age group is coming up, because we're all preparing ourselves for another surge if it happens should be November, December-ish. And there's yep. still super spreader events happening. Some of the most cautious people I know right now are testing positive and 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 isolated. I don't know anybody who hasn't so, tested positive in my network. Everybody's had me. It. Oh, yeah, me. right. I never see you, though. It's weird. I see you on a it, camera. I know, but I never see anybody. I live in this bubble. This is, this is where I live. <laughs> I um, but I will get the fourth dose when, or sorry, I will get this booster this bivalent booster dose when it is available to me. But I did roll up my sleeve because I had been an early uh, vaccinated way back when it had been 10 months since I'd had a vaccine. And I thought, okay, that's a long time. They keep talking about how if six months you should be, I'm like, Oh shoot. Okay. So I just, I I went in, I'm a four Pfizer girl. And when I go in and get this fine, I I don't, I'm I'm ready for it. I, I hope that everybody really does take a look around and understand the number of people who have now received the safe and effective vaccine and that we are walking around basically normally here and in most first world countries uh, because of this. Like we're not through it, but we're very fortunate. And one last thing on the Twitter. Um, yes. I got a colonoscopy this week because my mom is a two-time colon cancer survivor. So if you are one of those squeamish people. On the five-year cycle t- Right? 
Mm-hmm. It was so easy, George. When you I awake? did my first one way back when, I was. Yeah. I was in and out in an hour and three minutes. I walked yeah. in. They sat me down. Put that in there. Put the thing. Da, 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 here you go. I was like, okay. And then, okay, we're sitting you up. Okay, your person's coming to get you. At I talked about it a little bit on social media because the hardest part was the <laughs> fasting. I fasted for five. We should uh, be ugh, warning about days. this. Oh, the fasting. And then the thing, the, the liquid. The fasting part. Not allowed to eat the seeds. And the, the liquid wasn't so bad because I'm on the smaller prep. So it was, it was fine. <sighs> but then I, I tweeted about it. And then for me. Charles Adler tweeted about it and said, you know, something nice about me doing it. And I'm like, I think Katie Couric started this. And then Katie Couric retweeted me. Wow. Wow. I love her. Fancy. I love her. I mean, yeah, I but does Barack, Obama, does Barack Obama follow you like he follows me? You know, he's obsessed with me, Barack. My buddy Barack. Yeah. Are we done here? I didn't even know oh, he followed me. I had to find out for one of my staff that I uh, he was. I, I see he is. I didn't know that. Well, he knows the cool people. Well, the hook, he hook the girl up. <laughs> He's always retweeting me, and it's really embarrassing. He's got to get a life. <laughs> <laughs> he looks handsome in his picture, though his his portrait. I look forward he to does. seeing what Somebody Trump might look at. Yeah, the, yeah, Trump's will be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be hard to find a portrait person willing to uh, not make that look interesting. You gotta, you gotta have something to work with. <laughs> See you next week, George. Bye.